Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void or prohibited, national gambling support line 800-522-4700. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines, action-packed table games, and the largest smoke-free area in the state, plus a newly remodeled casino floor and new center bar. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Horse Racing Northwest, thanks for listening to our podcast from Emerald Downs about Northwest horse racing. And we stretch out a little further. Joe Withy, Vince Broom, Wes Petrie, our marketing manager and TV director of services. And he gets us out there where you can listen to Horse Racing Northwest. We're coming up on another stakes week at Emerald Downs. Racing this week, Wednesday and Thursday. That's our schedule, Wednesday First race is going to be at 225 this coming Wednesday and then Thursday at 5 p.m. 11 races each day, Vince, and uh, it's a stakes week. It is a stakes week. On Thursday, we got the Mount Rainier, Stepping Stone to the Mile, which I guess we can say officially now will be on September 10th this year. And the Boeing Stakes, last Stepping Stone to the Emerald Distaff. That's for the older fillies and mares. Both those stakes, Joe, six and a half furlongs. That's right. And the Boeing will be race number seven. And a number of horses coming out of that great allowance race on July 16th. Won by a little less talk, by a head over Don't Kiss and Tell, who was ahead in front of Diamonds R. All three of those are in the race, as well as the fourth place finisher, Killarney Lass. So uh, we've got, uh, yeah, that was quite a race there a few weeks back. And the fifth place finisher, Patty Secret, who didn't break that day. Those five, Joe, Mm. uh, struggle with the morning line there, all between three and five to one. Really well-balanced feel. Maybe this one will shake someone out who's head and shoulders above the rest. Got to respect a little less talk, five, three, and oh, in 11 career starts at Emerald Downs. And she showed that real will to win in that allowance race. And we got a great photo of her up on the website of her just sticking that neck out and refusing to be denied in that July 16th allowance. That's exactly the description. Uh, She did not want to lose that race. And don't kiss and tell in the middle of the track had a bead on her. Looked like she was going to win, but a little less talk, found a little something else. And yeah, what a uh, fast and game runner. That's what you want in a thoroughbred racehorse. 
a little less talk, trained by Rodina Barrett. What do you have the morning line in there for that uh, Boeing stakes? I've got her at three, three to one, and then I hate doing this, but I put both Don't Kiss and Tell and Killarney Lass at seven to two, second choice. Killarney Lass, to me, looks like the fastest early on paper, so I think she'll get a lot of respect. And a lot of people remember at six and a half last year, she had that blowout win where she got an 85 buyer. On her, on her best day, she's very, very good. She is. Uh, uh, she's had trouble outrunning a little less talk last year and uh, narrowly behind her again this year. I'm going to have to take a look at that uh, July 16th race number uh, 9 again. At, you can go to emeralddowns.com for free replays. July 16th, the 9th, take a look at that. And, I, you know, I did forget that Patty's secret broke a little bit slowly there. And she is very, very capable, as we know. She had a big season last year. Frank Lucarelli runner, uh, any distance, she has a good, strong move. So that's a great race. And then, of course, Barkley, second off the layoff, the 2018 Long Acres Mile winner back in the Mount Rainier, Vince. And Barkley is the 5-2 to two morning line favorite. Might go a little lower than that, but I think maybe, you know, uh, he's broken slowly three out of his last five races. Might mm. have a little something to prove now at age seven. Uh, he's a great horse, one of the best horses we've seen at Emerald Downs. But an interesting race, especially with Papa's Golden Boy in there, who just throws a monkey wrench into the race. Because I think any horse that tries to go with Papa early is going to pay the price. And if you you let him go, which you're probably going to have to do, you're going to have to hope he comes back to you. That's right. Papa's Golden Boy, two for two at the meeting. Just sensational sprint wins. And, of course, take charge deputy who outran uh, Barkley, won that race pretty easily July 15th. Uh, as a prep for this Mount Rainier, he is back in there. Catfish Hunter, the one. Elliot Bay, the two. Take Charge Deputy, the three. Macaw Lane, who we saw on opening night, June 24th, was sensational. This is his next start since then. Barkley, Papa's Golden Boy, Rally Cat ran well also in that July 15th so-called prep race. So, yeah, some exciting handicapping stakes coming up at Emerald Downs. This week, Thursday, two stakes races here at the track. Uh, so that's this week. Also, we have a pick seven carryover for Wednesday. The jackpot pick seven will start in race number five. No, race number four. No, race number five, five through 11. That would be seven races. Yeah. Race number five on Wednesday, the jackpot pick seven carryover exceeds $7,000. The WTBOA yearling sale is next Tuesday, August 18th at the WTBOA Pavilion. And Debbie Pabst is going to join us to talk about the sale. It is going to happen and it will take place in that pavilion area. There's going to be some changes, but uh, a lot of great yearlings. And some broodmares up for sale Tuesday, August 18th. It starts at 2 p.m. Catalogs are available. You can check that out online as well. And uh, some nice consignments, of course, from Debbie Pabst. Also Nina Hagen of El Dorado Farms. And Dana Halverson, uh, president of the WTBOA. He also has some consignments in there. Uh, so we'll talk to Debbie Pabst in just a moment, but let's uh, take a look back at last week a little bit. Vince, uh, Daffodil Sweet, three for three at the meeting. The Chris Densley trainee was sensational last week here at Emerald Downs in the Coca-Cola. Wow. Uh, uh, you know, uh, too early to start talking horses of the meeting or that kind of thing, yeah. but she'd be right up there, three oh. for three, and began the meet as a maiden, and now is a allowance and stakes winner, and undefeated and really untested, Joe. She is really... Uh, 
got the look of pretty special filly here. And uh, I'm anxious to watch her stretch out because she sure finishes her races like oh. uh, that won't be a problem. Yeah, she had the number one post in the Coca-Cola five horse field and you know she just didn't she definitely broke uh, didn't break on top she probably broke last in there and uh, but the rail stayed open for Juan Gutierrez and he got up there by the opening quarter and after that it was uh, just a typical stretch run for it her. It did and what I like about her is she really doesn't run off in a situation like that she kind of just gradually does her work and then just really explodes late and uh, just a beautiful running style wonderful training job by chris stensley congratulations jody peets and steve shimizu boy steve is one of the most fortunate owners around here yeah. joe he's really been in on some nice no talking back i remember our kiki so blue a few years ago and uh, steve's had a lot of success boy un- unbelievable yeah and uh he was part owner as you mentioned of no talking back our state champion right filler mayor and she was in training this year and just had a tiny minor soft tissue issue so they decided to retire her and uh, breed her so uh, Jody said well Steve doesn't have a horse you know you can get a little part of this one or this one and he uh, came up with Daffodil Sweet, or they did and that that was (laughs) yeah and you talk about filling the void which was a big void with no talking back okay and the other stake on Thursday past was the Seattle Slough this year at six and a half furlongs let's listen to that finish it's Gold Crusher as they straighten away for the final furlong, lengthening the stride, chasing along the outside is Muncie in with a late say. Here comes Unmatchable launching a bit as well, and Unmatchable's gaining by leaps and bounds. Here's the wire. Unmatchable wins the Seattle Slough. Unmatchable. Javier Matias up for trainer Jack McCartney. That is a lot of racehorse there as uh, Javier with a fine ride kept him on the inside well back and uh, he had a lot of horses. It was, and I'll tell you, Gold Crusher, who Mm -hmm. is the younger brother of Papa's Golden Boy, he kind of dragged Eddie Martinez to the lead into the lane and I thought he was long gone. So great run by Unmatchable, who was still lugging in. You watch the replay a couple times. Javier Matias quickly straightens him out, but he still kind of has that pension. I know they made the equipment change last time, but if he ever really runs straight, he's really going to be good. Yeah. Uh, I, Javier says he suggested a Jack, maybe we put blinkers on him because he he lugged in in that previous start that Javier rode him in, and uh, yeah, he still runs a little green, but uh, Javier certainly excited to ride that horse in a two-turn race, which he'll get that chance in the uh, Emerald Downs uh, Derby coming up. You bet. Unmatchable, yeah. Uh, really nice, uh, out of a nice mare from a point of reference that yes. Frank Lucarelli trained here several years ago, and she was a good runner. Indeed. Dr. Bruce S., Got his second victory as an 11-year-old at Emerald Downs last week, going route to sprint. And uh, other things that happened last week. Wow, the pick five payoffs. 32000 on Wednesday, 22000 on Thursday. I think it's something like five of the top nine handles in our pick five history have been at this meeting. And, uh, you know, Thursday's pick five payoff, Vince, of 22000 we had uh, second favorite, second favorite, Unmatchable was a slight favorite, and then we had a 6-1 to Dr. Bruce S. and a 9-1 to Blue Chip Betty, and that thing paid twenty two grand. You were point, pointing that out to me, that the payoff, the odds I, weren't In fact, that high. I double-checked it, and I even uh, triple-checked it with the uh, 
Equibase uh, gentleman who inputs the uh, information, Gary Norton, to make sure that that was right, because it just seemed way too high. So anyone who had that, congrats. That is a heck of a payoff. And a, a couple fellows at Emerald Downs did have that last week. So congratulations is right. Those are some great payoffs. The pick five of big interest this year. Uh, Sire-wise, Harbor the Gold and Sloodledoo are tied all-time for most races won at Emerald Downs as a sire. 412 apiece. Harbor the Gold, uh, rare blank last week over two days. It was, but it was, he did. But uh, 613, who's also a stallion with Bar C, picked up the slack with four wins last week. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah, four winners. No other sire had more than one winner over the uh, 22 races last week. And uh, but 613 had four of them, and he is represented in the WTBOA sale. Of course, Harbor the Gold highly represented in that sale. So there's a look back at last. Anything else from last? How about the week uh, weekly honors? Do we have those? Uh, the top. Uh, I do. I know we Jack, Jack McCartney was our trainer of the week. Jake Samuels. And, yeah, and Jake Samuels was the uh, jockey of the week. Jake's done a real good job here yes. over the last month. And then our Washington bred Dr. Bruce S. Here, yeah. Talking about him, two wins at the meet, still going strong at age 11. And his name is going to, going to be mentioned in the uh, trivia for this week, which we'll do a little bit later. Um, yeah, last week was uh, a good week at Emerald Downs. And again, post time Wednesday, 2.25 and 5 p.m. on Thursday this coming week at the track. Uh, let's see. We're going to have some statistics later on of interest and some selections. And But Debbie Pabst is going to join us. So what we're going to do is take just a very short commercial timeout. And come back with Debbie Pabst here on Horse Racing Northwest. Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit it, naturally on the support line 800-522-4700. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines, action-packed table games, and the largest smoke-free area in the state, plus a newly remodeled casino floor and new center bar. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Horse Racing Northwest, and let's bring on our phone guest this week, Debbie Pabst, uh, Hall of Fame breeder for the state of Washington and uh, winner of the top awards offered by the WTBOA. She has given uh, 
Well, since the fairly early 70s, uh, that's been her career, Washington Thoroughbred Breeding. And I think you've enjoyed it, Debbie. Thanks for joining us uh, today. Um, I'm glad to be here, and, and yes, it's my passion, I have to say that. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, you have uh, just enhanced the state breeding, and uh, of course, a big week for all breeders. The next seven days, the WTBOA sale scheduled for Tuesday, August 18th at 2 p.m., uh, this is a strange year, 2020, in so many ways, but uh, I think we, we are on for the sale for next week. Yes, that's right. We uh, are, and, uh, and uh, we're, we're trying to make it as safe and, and as good for everybody that we can. I think the catalog is spectacular this year. I think it's, it's more than just good. It's spectacular, and uh, it's... Uh, and you'll have a lot of ways you can do this. If you decide you want to bid online and not be in the sales pavilion, you'll be able to do that, and you, or you can phone bid. And uh, it's pretty amazing, really, all the things. But you still will be able to see the horses live. Um, the horses will be shipping in, most of them, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, will, they will be available for showing from Sunday morning on and so it'll be all day Sunday and all day Monday and before the sale which starts at two o'clock on Tuesday. Very good yeah uh, so the sale is on and the horses are going to be able to be previewed as Debbie just went over now uh, apparently uh, prospective buyers can't walk down the various shed rows of the consigners but the horses can still be brought out to be viewed. That's correct. Um, basically, we're to try to keep the social distancing thing going and all that. We're we're asking you to request to the consigners the end of the shed row which horses you want to see. In my particular consignment, I have a card that you fill out and you check the horses you want to see. You give it back to our uh, card reader, and the, and that person then gets the horses out in the viewing area for you one at a time. Very good. And uh, so it's it's uh, it should be. That part of it should actually be pretty much similar to what everybody's experienced in the past. The main thing is you're going to have to uh, get through, go through the north gate of Emerald Downs, which is closest to the to the sales area, and make your way down through a lot more fencing than we've had up in the past, and uh, that will completely keep our our barn separated from the rest of the backstretch. And I think there's going to be a sign-in process. I'm really not totally sure. I was trying to trying to find before this um, before I talk to you today just exactly how this is all going to work but the information that I have is primarily f- done for the consigners and not really for the buyers and I couldn't find I'm pretty sure they're going to put something up on the uh, on the website so on the WTBOA website so you should look there first to see what you have to do but I know they're going to take your temperature and give you a colored wristband the color will be different each day so that you don't have to have, have your temperature taken more than once, and uh, then you'll just come down uh, to the barns and, and go to the different barns. Probably, I'm guessing, they're going to have, you know, not want you to have more than five people together, and, and it would be best. And everybody's going to have to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And uh, that includes the people that are showing the horses to you um, are going to have to wear one, too. And, and uh, so, anyway, we're that was one of the things you've... I've watched the, the horses at the racetrack, and they don't seem to care that people are wearing masks. But we're practicing with that, you know. You just have to 
all these things that yearlings haven't been exposed to before. They have. You'll have to sort of get them used to those things. But, but I think they're going to be fine. Um, yep. You know. So, well, uh, yeah, yours will be well schooled. That's for sure. And so that is great news. The sale is on now. There are a few things that need to be worked out, like the. Uh, uh, the real-time online bidding. Uh, there's going to be telephone bidding. Um, I believe you can stand outside the front of the sales pavilion and uh, watch televisions there. Uh, the What's going to be the situation inside the pavilion, which was uh, always real crowded in the past? Yeah, I, I'm sure that, that they're going to. That it's not going to be real crowded. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm guessing, but. That, I tried to find information about that before I talked to you, and and uh, so far I can't I can't locate anything that's written that tells us exactly. But those sorts of things are going to go up in the next um, you know couple of days, whatever whatever the governor's office told us we need to do, we're going to do it. And uh, so that's uh, you know we're just going to but we'll try to make it as normal as we possibly can. Uh, we are going to have um, there is going to be online bidding and through through a organization called proxy bid and i was just on proxy bid and and signed myself in and looked at all the different stuff on there's a there's a, a kind of a website that you would say f- specifically for our sale and uh and then it, it shows each hip number and if the horse has a picture uh the picture appears there and the cat and the catalog page appears there underneath it and uh great so you can anyway i went on there and i i've signed myself in and they approved me so <laughs> so we're good there so it's not real hard to do it didn't take a long time or anything like that but it, but it's something you need to do in advance if you're going to do this okay so uh keep track of wtboa.com for any changes and instructions and rules and regulations for the upcoming sale there's still a couple of things to be worked out but it is going to happen next tuesday august 18th at 2 p.m and uh, looking so much forward to that, as you mentioned, an outstanding book, more yearlings than in the past many years, and some broodmares as well. And uh, Blue Ribbon Farm certainly has a contingent in there. Debbie, do you want to give us a couple of ideas of uh, your consignment this year? Right. Well, we have 16 horses, and, and we have a very strange uh, uh, way that it's distributed in the numbers. We happen to have hip numbers 1, 2, and 3. Hmm. And then we have 117, 119, and 123. <laughs> 123 is the last yearling in the catalog. And so um, it's a very odd distribution of how it works out. But um, it, it, we have some really nice horses. We have, uh, we have, what is it, four horses, five horses by Attaboy Roy. And uh, they were, were really this year about Attaboy Roy. He's, he's been the leading sire in the state the last couple of years, and uh, he's, he's ahead right now. Um, and he just recently had a two-year-old break his maiden at, uh, at Canterbury, a horse called Bodenheimer. And Bodenheimer won a five furlong uh, on the turf race by 11 lengths. Yeah, wow. And it was a pretty impressive performance. Uh, Valerie Lund, who trained Attaboy Roy, trains this horse. and uh, He was foaled at your farm, correct? He was, and, and, and I sold him in my consignment last year. Um, he cost $27,000, which I don't think is going to turn out to be expensive at all for mm-hmm. this horse. And, uh, and I've been talking to Valerie. Valerie's coming up for the sale, and, and she, uh, she said that she's contemplating um, a stakes race for him either 
either at Prairie Meadows on, I think, the 19th of uh, August, or, but more likely, she's really seriously considering um, on Derby Day at Churchill Downs, the Iroquois. Mm. And uh, that would be so exciting. And she says to me, she says, I know I ran him on the turf, Debbie, but he's really not a turf horse. She says he's really a dirt horse. And I'm like, well, he looked pretty impressive on the turf. That's all I can say. But anyway, if she ran him in an Iroquois and he were to win, that's a win and you're in for the Breeders' Cup, and he wow. is the Breeders' Cup nominated. So that's, that's pretty exciting. And, uh, and uh, you know, we're, we're all looking forward to that. So I don't know what she'll decide to do, but... Um, but uh, hopefully she'll, she'll, we'll probably know more after she comes and we get to talk to her. I think she'll be there Monday and Tuesday, so um, before the sale. Debbie, that's interesting. You mentioned you got the first three in the, in the sale and then uh, almost a couple last ones. When you go to a sale, how is the hip uh, lottery determined on, on which horses go in what order? I've never, I've never had that explained before, so it sounds kind of intriguing. Well, it is, and, and some uh, sales companies do this in a lot of different ways. Some of them draw for it. In our case, we move through the alphabet by six or seven letters, basically, and um, we try not to redo, uh, you know, like if we did, did B in the last rotation, then we won't do B in the next rotation kind of thing as the first one is what I'm saying. And uh, this year it just happened it starts with a V, and so I had Val Desaire and Valor Road and Victoria Cross, mm. and so there they were. Yeah. <laughs> they were all like that. So uh, it's it's one of those things of, that you you know one year if you're in the in the first part of the sale, then later on you'll probably you know n- the next year you will you'll you'll be moving through the through where the locations where you can be. But it is a it, it is. It is a. Uh, when I saw this, I was. I was a little dismayed. I have to admit, because being the first horse um, is really a tough deal. And it happens that the first horse that I have is a really spectacular-looking Natterboy Roy, out of Valdezera. He's really a wonderful horse, and and I hope that people will decide to 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 go for it on him, even though he's hip number one. And- and- Oh, I'm sorry. In this crazy year of 2020, how have sales around the the nation been going? Well, pretty good, really. I mean, I mean, it's it. You know, the ones that have been held so far have been almost all two year olds in training sales, and it's sort of hard to figure out how that how that you know relates to us um, and the yearling sales. I, I I'm sure glad I'm not trying to run Keeneland, which is you know the behemoth of a sale with like 4,000 horses in it and thing. <laughs> And the latest thing they've said is that in order to go to their sale, you're going to have to have a negative, a negative COVID-19 test, wow. which is which is kind of within five days. Now, I don't know five days of what when you get there, when you when the first day of the sale, every five days during the sale, they haven't really explained that exactly, but they say if you can't get a test where you are, that they'll test you there. That's what I've read. I don't know how that's going to affect their sale, but you'd ha- just about have to do it because that's such a monstrously big sale. And they just go day after day after day with horses, and and uh, lots and lots of people taking care of them, and lots of people looking at them, and lots of people bidding on them, and everything. So our sale is a little smaller, a little, a lot smaller, <laughs> a much more comfortable in terms of logistics, trying to get it get it set up in a way. So so we're lucky that our sale is not so big. But uh, but the two year old training sales, I I thought they looked pretty okay. Um, the you know, 
year to year, there's there's always some changes, you know, some high, some higher, some lower sort of things. But they spent some big money in Florida for some of those horses, and and there was a pretty decent middle ground too. So I don't know. <laughs> we we uh, I, I think actually there's a sale going on today in Northern California, and that's more similar to us than 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 the, those Florida two-year-old training sales are. But their, the quality of that catalog is not the quality of our catalog, so it's, it's kind of hard to know what, what that is going to have to do. It's never as good as our sale is, and, and even if it's not particularly good, it doesn't tell you much, I don't think. so. Debbie Paps, our guest here on Horse Racing Northwest, talking about the sale at a boy Roy with this spectacular winner uh, at Canterbury Park. And some exciting upcoming uh, possibilities for him, of course. Bodenheim. Bodenheimer. Bodenheimer. Yeah. Put that er on the yeah, end. Yeah, right. I don't know what that means. I'll, I'm gonna. I looked it up online, but I didn't. It, other than it being a place in Germany, I didn't come up with. Bodenheim was a location. I didn't come up with anything too useful to tell me what this is supposed <laughs> to mean. So I'll have to. I'll have to ask her. Ask Valerie when she's here. But, uh, and unlike uh, Mr. Jägermeister, another spectacular son of Attaboy Roy, who was a Minnesota bred, Bodenheimer is a Washington bred. So that's uh, doubly exciting for all of us. And Debbie, who stands Attaboy Roy. Debbie was co-breeder of Attaboy Roy himself, who made it to the Breeders' Cup Sprint, one of the nation's best uh, about 10 years ago. And Nationhood also stands at Blue Ribbon Farm, and uh, as we talk about him a lot, he has just been a real solid stallion for you, Debbie. He has, and, and he's kind of an amazing horse. He, he has just 75 foals of racing age, which is not exactly lots, but out of those foals, 73% uh, starters and 51% winners from foals. Those are spectacular numbers. I mean, you consider a horse to be a success if he can sire 42% winners from foals, and... Uh, so, you know, Nationhood is just gets you a nice, solid runner. And he's having a really good year, even though he doesn't have very many foals running, they're winning. Yes. So, and uh, so that's really um, an exciting thing about him. And, and, uh, and, and we, have, we have some uh, Nationhood uh, yearlings in our consignment. We have three fillies. And uh, so one of them is a full sister to a filly that just broke her maiden and maiden special weight at emerald and uh so they're there and and one of them is a full sister to find your spot who was washington champion and three-year-old yeah so uh anyway they're they're uh some and he has he gets really good fillies too that's another thing about him that's kind of interesting his fillies are find your spot of course was a filly and and uh he, his fillies are really nice racehorses so so um, anyway, we got three good fillies um, yeah. by him. Yeah, you mentioned uh, racing success this year. You guys are doing well at the track at Emerald Downs. Uh, Kay Cooper, your trainer, of course, the daughter of Jim Penny, uh, Washington Hall of Fame inaugural class trainer. Uh, Kay, as uh, you've known Kay Cooper a long time, and uh, she's having an excellent year with her barn and. Boy, she's a good horsewoman, Debbie. I'm sure you have something nice to say about Kay. Uh, I've known Kay a long time. We've been in the we've been in the Penny Barn since 1990, and uh, and they trained uh, Sudden Departure for us, and Cascade Corona for us, and Jade Green for us, and you know a lot of really top horses. And Kay actually trained all the 
all the ongoing uh, Long Acres Mile winners from uh, from basically from Ed Nader on, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I I think she's you know she's just fantastic. She's really good both with fillies and colts, and that is not true of a lot of people. A lot of mm. people just cannot seem to figure out how to train a filly. <laughs> and, uh, but she's fantastic with fillies, and, and uh, she's just, uh, she's, the horses are, you know, they're happy in the barn. They've, they've, they really love the, the whole thing. I have my Blue Ribbon Racing. We have uh, Blue Ribbon Racing in, in uh, the barn there, and, and each, we have, and those are Three fillies, three fillies that, have, and they all, they all ran and won. The two of them in their first start of the year, and and one in her third start. But um, that's always fun for the for the people in my syndicates. That, and we also have horses with her with with Poseidon Partners, uh, which is also a, um, our sort of our thing too. It usually has it has our horses in it. It's a multi horse. They are multi horse syndications rather than just single horse syndications. Okay. And then we're running we're running two of those um, this week. Uh, on Wednesday we run suddenly awesome, and on Thursday we run time and time again. Um, the most amazing maiden to run at Emerald Towns. <laughs> He's made fifty thousand dollars, and he hasn't broken his maiden. Could when, be. Maybe this week. Maybe he looks this promising this week, Debbie. Yeah, right. There you, go. you got him low on odds again, Vince, on the morning line. I do. He always gets bet, and he yeah. always he always shows up. He's yeah. always he's always there. Yep. Now, see, he's a nationhood, and uh, and really an honest, hard-trying horse. But he really kind of needs—he's a better horse around two turns, and and we just have a hard time getting the getting the race for him that that we need. And uh, you know, we've tried to enter mile races, and they they haven't gone. So um, so we're we're putting him in here, and and uh, it, this is six and a half this time, which is really makes us happy because the last two he was second in, and he was going six furlongs. So. Um, you know, we have to really ride the heck out of him down the backside to try to keep him in the race so that he can his closing kick will have some effect. But boy, he does show up every time. He's he's a fun horse. He really is, and our people just love him. And on on Thursday, you got Magical Spell and Fortune's Freud in the Boeing Stakes. That's right, and uh, and and so that's going to be fun too. Magical Spell belongs to um, ourselves and and Pat Murphy. That's the, that's the combination of bred. Attaboy Roy. Yeah. And uh, so we have, we have this filly, and we've, we've, she came within a, a, a neck, I think, of, of beating a little less talk last year in, in the... Uh, Washington Cup. Yeah, Washington Cup's Philly sophomore's race. So she's, um, she, she's, she's a... But she needs a little more ground. This is a little short for her. Freuda, this should be, this should be right up her alley. And, and Freuda um, just has this amazing closing punch that's just really fun to watch. And uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. That she Freuda belongs to Blue Ribbon Racing 15. So uh, so anyway, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're we're taking our best shot here. And I think uh, I, I'm, I expect both of the horses to run well. Debbie Pabst of Blue Ribbon Farm, along with her husband Frederick Rick Pabst, uh, just uh, such fantastic additions to Washington breeding and racing and of course the WTBOA uh, geez good luck in the sale thanks for the news and just keep track of WTBOA.com uh, and for any changes and more rules and regulations on this uh, next Tuesday's upcoming sale so Debbie uh, 
Thanks for all the info. I know it's uh, it's been a different year, a lot of changes. You got to keep track every morning of the changes, but uh, some exciting wow. exciting possibilities out there for you and Washington breeding and racing. Well, thanks very much. I really really enjoy talking to you, and and uh, I think we're going to have a good sale on Tuesday. Very good. Thanks much, Debbie. Debbie Paps joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. So, yeah, uh, Attaboy Roy has had a couple of spectacular winners that have started their careers back in Minnesota, but this Bodenheimer is a Washington bred, Vince. I like that. Yeah, and I got to say, Debbie Paps, we've had the racing club, Emerald Racing Club, out there at least the last three years, and she is just a a wonderful spokesperson for the industry because a lot of times she's dealing with novices out there, and Mm -hmm. she's very patient and uh, really makes it interesting, and they get a, you know, get to see the brood mares and the, she brings out the stallions which is quite exciting for everybody and yeah. uh just a real neat operation they have out there in buckley fantastic okay well the sale is on and just uh, uh for those of you bidding just keep track of wtboa.com i'm sure you'll get the news as it filters down over the next seven days uh el dorado farms also with a strong contingent uh, consignment in the sale as well uh they stand a barrage a barrage did pass away but has yearlings this year and will have a few next year and of course coast guard's doing very well up at el dorado that sire and their numbers uh, they're tied for second in the uh, sire standings at emerald downs this year that's correct with seven and uh el dorado has i think a 22 horse consignment this year uh, up there yesterday uh your your guy David Israel Joe was out taking a good look at okay. some of those horses. I'm sure you guys good. might be bidding on a few as usual. Um, yep. But yeah, they also have a, a nice consignment. And uh, Ron and Nina Hagen uh, echoed what Debbie said. Not just a good catalog this year, an excellent one. Yeah, and El Dorado also in their consignment a a, a golden sense out of a Drosselmeyer mare and a Cupid out of a Majestic Perfection mare with the. Really good stakes family. And Dana Halverson's contingent, uh, he, of course, always active as a, a bloodstock agent and a breeder. Uh, Raised a Secret has his first crop of yearlings at the sale this year. And Dana says, boy, he's really happy with their size and their temperaments. Uh, they've been bred to some good mares. Raised a Secret started his career at Emerald Downs and ran fast in his maiden victory. And then uh, he did really well in California, almost made a half million. I remember that, and he was also a very handsome horse. So looking forward to seeing uh, his horses hit the ground. Uh, I think Gold Rush Dancer, maybe next year, is it? We'll see some of his horses in the sale. Is that possible? Yes. I I can't recall. Uh, I think it is next year. Yeah. Yeah, there'll be yearlings for sure next year, you bet. But but really rooting for a big sale. Um, It's very important to, you know, Emerald Downs, the industry, uh, to to really have uh, the future in uh, good hands with good young horses. Indeed. Okay, the sale a week from today, Tuesday, the 18th, 2 p.m., it is on. So let's talk a little bit more on other stuff we do here on Horse Racing Northwest. Thanks for joining us every week. And my uh, production sheet is around here somewhere. Let's see. I turned it over there. There it is. Uh, Okay. Let's do our trivia question. Uh, Last week's question was, who holds the Emerald Downs record for competing in a stakes race eight consecutive seasons? Did get a few answers on this. Got a handy and bold, who was uh, six consecutive years. Wasserman, seven consecutive years. But that's not the answer. 
This fella ran in an Emerald Down Stakes race last year, 2012 to 2019. And he also has the distinction of being the track's all-time winningest horse of races, Mike Mann's Gold. Mike Mann's Gold is run in an Emerald Down Stakes race eight consecutive years. He won two stakes as a two-year-old. He won another as a three-year-old. And he's won the Muckleshoot Tribal Classic, which has been kind of a regular for him the last several years. Yeah, and I always admire a horse that can keep running a long time, but to run and also at that level of class, really impressive. Yeah, he has uh, 22 wins, of course, here at Emerald Downs, our all-time record. And he's in training. So Mike Mann's gold, uh, eight consecutive years. This week's new question, and if you have an answer, uh, send it in to trivia at emeralddowns.com. This question is, who has the most lifetime starts? Duh. We better do that one more time. Most lifetime starts spending the entire career at Emerald Downs. So you never raced at another track. And who has the most lifetime starts? It's not Dr. Bruce S., who is in second place with 67 career starts all at Emerald Downs. There's another horse. That's a tough question. Um, He did win as a two-year-old. He did come from the Vince Gibson barn, and he last raced in 2008. There's some hints for you. So that's our trivia question. Uh, how about some stats, Vince? You got any stats to relate uh, for our listeners on what's going on at Emerald Downs or elsewhere? Well, I, I came up with one okay. that might be interesting for this week. A jockey we talked about, Javier Matias, is 5 for 12 with two-year-olds this year. Ooh. So almost 50%. And there's been some prices in there, too. So sometimes, you know, some jockeys don't have a penchant with the young horses. Javier certainly does. It's also interesting, he's a great quarter horse rider whenever we run quarter horses here. So Javier Matias, an extremely versatile uh, jockey. Yeah, and his ride on Unmatchable was outstanding as well. Uh, Race pattern kind of favoring uh, more towards speed horses. and uh, It was, yeah. He he knew what he had, though, and he got him over on the rail. He saved ground, and... uh, they went on and with And like it. we talked, Gold Crusher looked like a winner. And uh, uh, Unmuchable, uh, Javier got him up in time. And that'll be an interesting one to uh, follow. Javier Matias rides Barkley, of course, on Thursday. He'd also been riding Elliott Bay to a big victory last month. Yes. So it's pretty obvious you stick with Barkley in a situation like that. But when you're a good rider, Joe, like that, you have to make some of those decisions sometimes. Yeah. Okay. A uh, stat that I have is... Uh, the average win at Emerald Downs, the average $2 win is $15.40. That's up like 57% over last year and previous years. In fact, and guess I, what? Six, six, for, six favorites won again last week for, I think, the fourth straight week. Yeah, that's crazy. Six favorites over the Wednesday-Thursday card. Six for 22 last week. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, 1540 is way up. We've been under $10 for an average win for several years, and we've hit 10 a couple of times. Uh, the 10 to 1 winners, we went over those last week. 10 to 1 plus winners, that's up over 100%. And field size, that's a reason that you have a higher average win payoff and a lot of 10 to 1 plus winners. Our field size is 7.7, that's up 13% over last year. And it's the highest, 7.7 is the highest since uh, 2006. So uh, really doing well on field size. Trainers got their horses ready, had a little more time. Two-year-olds are ready. Racing has really been good at Emerald Downs. It's been uh, a real joy over these Wednesday, Thursday cards. 
Okay, uh, we have some picks to make. Uh, what, uh, I'll go with Buckley Bay on Wednesday in the second race, yep. Carl, uh, Vince Brune. I'm going to go Buckley Bay. He's going uh, sprint to route, and he's good at that. Last year when he went sprint to route off an unplaced race, he won. He came right back to win again. Uh, he is an excellent miler. He has the one post in the second race, uh, and this is a Joe Toy runner with Alex Cruz on Wednesday. I got Buckley Bay on Wednesday. Who do you have Wednesday? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, looking at that race again with Buckley Bay, I think I might have made him a little too high in the odds because he does, you know, uh, looking at it again, might have a pace advantage in there. Looks no like. second guessing. Don't worry about it. Okay, well, we'll see how it goes. But I'm a little, I'm a little nervous about that <laughs> 9 to 2 there. Okay, on Wednesday, I'll go to race 5, which is a maiden special weight for two-year-old fillies. I uh, don't know what number it is. Malibu Mistress. Yeah. And she was entered in the Angie C, and she was taking some action on the board, Joe. She got loose in the post parade and was scratched. This one's out of a dam that has produced five winners, Winter Forest, including two that have earned over 100000 Um, I think this horse has some ability. It sure looks like it in the workouts. And uh, I think Malibu Mistress has a could be a go in uh, in her debut in race five on uh, Wednesday. Yeah, first-time starter from trainer Jeff Metz, Juan Gutierrez aboard. I've put her on top in that race myself thursday first race at 5 p.m couple of stakes races i uh, went to race number eight with pistol power who's coming off a real game sprint win but you know he is uh, super versatile that horse he can run two turns he's stepping up in class a little bit on thursday but uh sprint to route no problem there i just think uh He's good value at your 10 to 1 on your morning line there in race 8. Yeah, I'm going to race 8 too. I think we both... Ah, we're uh, going head to head for the first time I think in a while. so, and I think we both are trying to beat a horse. I think is it Candy's Martini who's mm-hmm. dropping off the claim. Horse I traditionally try to like to beat, and it could make me look bad. But uh, conditions of this race is three-year-olds and up, which have not won a race since April 1st. Check and raise has won a race since April 1st. Uh, but the kicker is that was for 2500 which is not included in that clause. So uh, Yeah, pistol-powered stepping up from 2500 Also coming well. off a win, too. Um, I think Check and Raise likes the smile distance. Three for 11, comes off a win at a mile against a pretty, uh, pretty soft crew. I'll, I'll admit that. Um, but he did make up six six links in the stretch that day and do, running into a pretty slow pace. So I thought that was pretty impressive. Also yeah. draws the one hole and could save ground. Yeah. And I mentioned before this Alex Anaya. Um, is pretty good in route races around here. So check and raise Manny Ortiz Barn. I think uh, going trying to go back to back. Very good. Check and raise four to one on Vince's morning line, and we both are in the eighth race. And I had Pistol Power there, who's number seven in that race. Check and raise number one in the eighth. So WTBOA sale next Tuesday, August eighteenth, two p.m. But racing at Emerald Downs, more great racing this week. 2.25, first race on Wednesday, 5 p.m., first race on Thursday. And, uh, hey, keep following Emerald Downs. Uh, We are having a good go in this 2020 year. That's about it for me. Got anything else? Nope, that's okay. it. Looking forward. Next week, we'll be talking about uh, the stepping stone of the Long Acres Mile coming out of the Mount Rainier Stakes this Thursday. Debbie Paps, thank you. And Wes is going to get us on the air so you all can listen to North Horse Racing Northwest.